When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Are you really though? No. I'm a grandmother. I'm not a regular mom. I'm an uncomfortable mom right now. Because <laughs> oh, I'm like... Studying in such a weird way. I know. But you have to do it for the love of art, man. So... Meow. Welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast. You know what? I was just thinking, mm. if someone wants to make like a jingle for us, mm. like a like an introduction, like You Don't Love Me podcast thing. Yeah. I don't know. Someone should do it, I feel. Yeah, guys, if you're listening, which you obviously are because you have ears. Um, That's welcome rude to, the... to people that don't have ears. But then if you don't have ears, you can't listen. Oh, wow. Can you? I don't know. okay yeah what was i saying yeah guys um if there's anyone who would like to make us a jingle or who would like to pick up the phone and you know leave a voice message and like make a little jingle for us (laughs) do it i'm gonna leave the call on red And your balls on blue. blue. Live on mode. So none and of his calls come, come through. <laughs> Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast. My name is Amir. And my name is Amir. I'm the fat one. I'm the not blonde one anymore. Yeah, you're the black one. Well, the black haired one. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And yeah, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm having a really, really good day. It's... Um, been a really productive, positive morning. I've been to the gym. I've had my favourite food, which is bread, cheese and chicken. So life is good. Yeah. Mm. Brexit's looming. What, could, what is there to, uh, you know, feel bad about? What about you? What could possibly go wrong with Brexit? I'm no. re- yeah, I've had a really good day. Meow. Gym was good. Food's good. Recording's yeah. good. And yeah. Yeah. I just want to do a few shout-outs. Do you? Yeah. Big shout-out to Miss Patel. Okay. Patel. Yeah, Miss Patel, because oh. she's been sending some lovely messages through, and I'm appreciative of that. And shout oh, out to she. everyone in the reaction from last week's episode as well. Yeah, last week's episode um, did really well, didn't it? We got a lot of positive feedback, um, especially from your story. I oh, know, right? I don't know if people people appreciated me just shoving in a joke every two minutes, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good episode. It was. Yeah. It was very good. And then people were like, we cried. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have like emotions. I can't cry. But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I made people cry. You don't have moisture. <laughs> well, yeah, I am pretty dry, you know, because I'm working out so hard. Mm. So, meow. question. Yeah. This week we had something very important happen. This week we had... Snatch Game on Drag Race UK. Oh my god, that was so good. That was one of the best Snatch Games in history. One of the best episodes in Drag Race history from Drag, drag Race, Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race everything. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, really good episode. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the drag queen who did uh, Donald Trump. The Vivian. The Vivian. Oh my god, the Vivian was so good. Shout out to you, the Vivian and Bag of Chips. Yeah, which one did you like more though? Oh, the Vivian. The Vivian was so good. I love it when she's like, it's China. It was. Instead of China, because that's what Donald Trump does. Real. And I was waiting for that, um, for Drag Race UK, because like our queens are so different to the American ones. Mm. Like ours are about impersonations and performance. Mm. They brought some loops, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they did. So yeah, that that was a big momentous occasion. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They were good. I feel like we're just making random conversation because you want to get to the main bit of I this episode. I don't know what you're talking about. So this is a special episode um, <laughs> because um, I'm fucking excited <laughs> because we've got a, a really amazing guest on this week's episode, um, Aja from. Uh, well, actually, you do the introduction, Amir. So, once upon a time. <laughs> Back in the day, or back in the day, I followed a person named Aja online. Aja the Queen. Mm, and this person then appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race season nine, and I was like, "Ooh, girl!" Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, so this week's guest is uh, Aja um, from uh, of RuPaul RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race fame. We could we can say that, yeah. And obviously, but but obviously, as you will hear, um, you know, their journey beyond Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race is, is really exciting. Um, but I didn't know that you'd been following Aja before RuPaul's yeah, Drag Race. Yeah, the fashion, the mug, the everything. And then I was like, this bitch has got it. And then they, they stepped in and I was yeah. like, yes. And then they went on All Stars and it was sickening. And music came and like, it just got better and better and better. Yeah. And we've connected now. Yeah, you guys are like, well, we're like best friends. Yeah, Aja, Aja. we are best friends, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're BFFs now. Um, Anyway, what was I going to say? Something. Yeah, I remember seeing one of their performances um, at a club in New York. I mean, I wasn't there, but it was online. And they were so good. Oh, like, yeah. so much energy, so much power, the lip syncing. It was just all there. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, but so now good. it's about... Real music live performances. Yeah, now the, the lip singing the arti- artistry. Well, I suppose pe- people can hear more about it when they listen. Oh yeah, I don't want to give spoilers out. But yeah, yeah. we recorded with Aja. Yeah, you were like fangirling out like no tomorrow. No, I wasn't. You? I was very calm. No, you weren't. I was very calm. You were like, I love you. Please be my mom. <laughs> That's yeah, you. you. Were. <laughs> I have a mom, unlike some people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I came for you. I want RuPaul to be my mum. Okay. Anywho, because mm, she's beautiful. We recorded with um, Aja while Aja, Aja was in LA, right? And we were here. Yeah, and it, we did it. Yeah, we did. And it was an actual recording. Like we legit did an interview with Aja. And you know the reason why I say this is because the one thing that really triggered me a few uh, when I was a kid. Right, there was this really famous like religious singer, um, and I absolutely loved him. And we used to have this radio show called Radio Ramadan from my hometown. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why you, that's not the punchline. You always laugh before the punchline. But, but I found that funny. <laughs> okay. Oh, so okay. I'm allowed to express that I found that funny. Okay. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, and um, this guy who was a presenter, he was doing this massive thing, like as if he was um, welcoming his next guest onto his show. And he was like, and they're amazing. And they're in the kingdom of God, blah, blah, blah. And like, I am going to introduce my next guest. And you could literally hear him fumbling for the cassette. And he just put it in and played one of the, the religious songs. And I was like, you absolute ballsack. Like, you built me up to think that you're going to have a legit singer on the, your radio show during Radio Ramadan. And you let me down. So where's the punchline? Oh, there isn't one. It wasn't a joke. Oh! <laughs> I'm really feeling that kind of way today, you know. No, there's no punchline. I'm all oh, sass, all you, ass, all class. You're a little bitch. I hate you. So would you like to introduce Aja? I think we've already introduced And the recording? Him. Okay, yeah. So the, the interview is pre-recorded, guys. Um, without further ado, here's Aja. So, shall we get started, Amir? Yeah, first of all, I hope you can understand us. Okay, so, um, welcome, yeah, like Aja. Like the Scottish accent. The Scottish accent is, like, probably the hardest for me to understand. Oh, yeah, no, we don't, we don't have... We are from the north of England. Yeah, we, we're, like, three hours away from Scotland. Yeah, yeah, people in Scotland be like, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Aja, welcome to the welcome, UW podcast. Hello. Um, thank you so much for um, being a part of this. We're trying not to fangirl out I'll too geek much. Out or geek all. out. Yeah. <laughs> if you do start, I'll be very confused. I'd be like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, we do love you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, you don't um, 
You don't, <laughs> you don't love it? Yeah! Oh, they understand the brand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a few um, questions for you um, mm. to find out um, about yourself, you as an artiste, and so on and so forth. So um, over uh, to my lovely husband, yeah. ask a question. <laughs> husband is here. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've been wanting you were on like as soon as we started this podcast i was like yeah Aja has has to get on this podcast yeah, one day. Yeah. that's my aim yeah definitely um because i'm just really interested to know what are the origins behind you know the name Aja. well honestly okay so i always tell everyone that i got it from this bollywood film uh where they do the um it's called yeah yeah, yeah they had the song yeah. Khan. it was like uh private dance or Hollywood, something like that. But in reality, the true the true origin of the name Aja was just that I was, I was my name was supposed to be Asia, but I was just kind of like spelling it kind of ghetto, like A-J-A, and then people just <laughs> Aja. So I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> so that's like really what happened. No way! <laughs> oh my God, is this an exclusive? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever really said that in an interview. I just always thought that somebody would look at me and be like, really, bitch? <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was from the song Jimmy uh, Aja. That is such an iconic Bollywood song. You, you know, lo- He loves Bollywood. It's such a good song. In fact, I was in Industry Bar. We were both in Industry Bar in uh, New York last year, and they had it on on the big projector yeah. screens. And I was like, oh my God, like I was thinking Aja. But they weren't playing the song. No, but I didn't, I didn't, rea- I didn't realize. So uh, no, I was in the movie. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> He's like Bollywood expert over here. Yeah, I love, I love Bollywood. That, that, anyway, but um, so that's the origins of the name Aja. How interesting. <laughs> speaking about like, we, we were in New York last year and um, we, we're we going back this year, hopefully to spend a bit more time in Brooklyn. Maybe yeah. a little I, more time. I, I know this is an interview of you, Aja, but we might as well tell you our life story as well. <laughs> Why not? And um, you know, we, we, we loved it in New York. So we know you grew up in um, Brooklyn. And whereabouts in Brooklyn did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Bed-Stuy, uh, which is sort of like right between Bushwick, Williamsburg, and like Crown Heights. It's kind of like the, it's still in the same area of sort of like North Brooklyn, but it's like heading towards like, middle brooklyn i don't even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> All right, gr- okay. yeah growing up was like really tough in bedside because like bedside is just not was not easy uh because it was like uh i don't explain it it was girl it was the hood like it was the hood <laughs> really yeah like you had to know how to defend yourself and you know you, you know it was scary you had to make sure that you weren't getting hurt and that you weren't doing like anything crazy and like you know um it's really where i learned to defend myself mm-hmm. a lot of ways like you know now it's all super gentrified so like now it's like coffee shops vegan restaurants and like it's a lot of like white mm-hmm. people like it's like so different it's so different but you know it always makes me laugh when I see somebody nowadays like oh Brooklyn it's like I heard Brooklyn's dangerous I'm like oh you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> well you know we when we went we spent a lot of time in Manhattan and we spent like half a day in Brooklyn and we just went to a few shops and we were like oh it's so edgy and, <laughs> and expensive <laughs> so we just went back to our apartment but like it's so it's so edgy I, I would never have thought of Brooklyn as as being sort of hood uh, it's, 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 I mean, has it been like a rapid change during your, your time living there? Oh, absolutely. Literally. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like when I was younger, like legit, like I remember just like fighting people on the streets when I was like 13, 14. And then by the time I was 18, literally like, it was like people were walking outside with MacBook Pros in their hand, like just fully typing a thesis. Like it was crazy. Like it was just so different. It was like, it took maybe like 10, 15 years for the change to really like be at the max, but the change really only took to start like five years. 
Oh, wow. That is ridiculous. That That's does not crazy. happen anywhere. We come from a really rough place, let's yeah, say. Yeah, we do. We and it hasn't changed. We come from the hood of the north. I mean, now we live in a slightly ni- nicer place, but... Uh, but yeah, where we where we're from, there's no hope. <laughs> we're just gonna be messy where where we're on where we're on now. Oh, not no hope at all. <laughs> um, so we want to talk to you about you as an artist and musician, obviously. And um, I just want to know: Have you always been um, really musically inclined? You know, yeah, I feel like uh, music has always kind of like run through my blood in one way or another. I've always been drawn to just like music. Uh, writing music, dancing, like, you know, that's how, you know, even through drag, uh, lip syncing, like something mm-hmm. always had to do with music. And, you know, now I find myself at a, at a place where I'm like, okay, well, I want to create music. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing everything. I want to, I want to create. And uh, I think that's, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah. So like, do you, would you say you predominantly identify as a, as a musician then? Well, I don't really consider myself to be a drag artist anymore because I feel like yeah. I feel like more or less now, like my presentation as a as an artist is more more just fluid, at, mm-hmm. you know, for me as a person than it is like me actively like saying like, oh, well, I want to get up in this fantasy or I want to like feel this look or I want to turn a look or, like. You know, I can't comfortably say that, like, as a musician, I've actually turned a look yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah your fantasy is your reality. Time. Your dreams, your reality, right? Yeah, and but I mean, at the same time, it's been like really difficult for me to navigate because, I, you know, I think that it, it's just created such a crazy, like, dichotomy in my fan base because there's people who are just really upset because they only want to <laughs> see drag, and then there's people who you know really into the music but then like I'm also having the issue of where I'm like okay well how do I present and like how do I comfortably present and how do I do it without pissing people off you know but also without conforming to what everybody wants me to do without without you know losing myself like it's it it, I'm really put in such a weird position actually to the point where I've considered like maybe for the end of this year after this month just taking off the rest of the year and just like really putting into plan like an actual reboot and rebrand plan because i don't know slave from touring the world and just going all over and dealing with all like the online drama of just me drag or no drag or this that and other has just gotten so exhausting and i think like emotionally and mentally drain draining Mm -hmm. like it's just become it's become like my art that's supposed to really uplift me and make me happy has sort of made me very depressed. So like now I'm just like, okay, I need to take a few steps back before this actually turns bad. <laughs> I, I guess the issue is people forget that you're only human. <laughs> you yeah. know, with 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 the fans, I've I've seen it myself on online with with you. But and... I mean, I think you know, um, not that I'm anti Amir giving everyone advice, but I think one observation is that you can't please everyone. Oh no, you, you know, true to yourself. You gotta just please yourself and like your fans will love you for who you are, right? Like you uh, I've listened I've listened to your music, Aja, and I've obviously known you since um, you know, um drag race and, and w- even when you identified as a drag queen before. And I've loved your work. I, I you know, I, I I think that people have fallen in love with you because of the artist you are more than anything. You, you grow, don't you though? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, if you're not, but for me, if the artists I like aren't growing, then... Yeah, you'd grow and change. <laughs> I ain't interested. Yeah. Aja, you do you, boo. We love you for who you are. No, thank you. I think also part of it too is I think that the, the process itself has just been so... Like, I think it's like been so depressing to the point where I almost feel like I've lost a lot of my personality because I'm worried about shit that doesn't even matter. So that's another reason why I'm like, let me draw back and take a break before, you know, you know, before I can't come back and like, you know, really just be who I want to be. So with all that, (laughs) that's where I'm at right now. (laughs) Fair fair enough. (laughs) But you know, that's a real thing, like creative exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Obviously I'm Bollywood queen and and there was this um, really... (laughs) 
really, really famous 50s Bollywood film that came out. And it was the biggest film India had ever seen, like even had Hollywood's interest. And the guy who made it only ever made, I think, two films in his life. And there was a gap of like over 10 years between the two. And it, and he and he, what he said was that he was creatively exhausted mm. he had he had completely run out of the idea and the concept of it all because he had given so much to the first project so i guess that can sometimes happen as well like you know and and that's why so many artists take breaks in between different projects and 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 and, and different sort of avenues i suppose yeah I mean, that's not a question. That's just an observation. <laughs> that's just <him>. I'm <laughs> doing my job. Fucking observation. Just the doctor over here. <laughs> Sorry. I do have to go I, I, I'm here like, I want to go back to the music. <laughs> and you released In My Feelings. That was your first EP, wasn't it? Yes. And um, was there anything prior to that that maybe we don't know about? Or you tried yeah. to get into the oh. industry? Okay, I figured that's what you were asking. Yeah. Was, Wait, what? I was like... <laughs> find my secret stash no, i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> not at all uh but no i didn't really release like anything like serious or like um or like super mm. uh you know something that i was like well this is like my musical baby right here um i think the only thing that i did was when season nine of drag race got announced i released level your pussy up as a single but it, mm. to me it was never actually a song it was kind of like a joke it's like a ballroom chant yeah and and ironically like now it's like one of the most streamed songs and honestly i hate it because it's just like to me it's just like it's just a chant but I, you know honestly i think i think the gays live for that type of stuff so i think like the gays really went wild for it <laughs> the gays do yeah <laughs> so so was that so wait was that before in my feelings yeah no i'm asking uh, Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> was that was that level your pussy up? Was that before in my feelings, Aja? Yes, it was. Actually, it came out like a year and a half before. Oh, okay. So, what was the idea uh, behind uh, in my feelings? What 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 um what encouraged you to release that EP? Um. So, like, the thing is, I always wanted to be like, I always wanted to rap, rap. Like, I like my thing was never to be like, kind of like. I don't know, like in the mid ground, but I knew that if I started just rapping off the back and like, you know, releasing music like I'm releasing now while I was still coming off of like this like whole drag race thing, I felt like the fans would have really disconnected way earlier. So I kind of wanted to ease ease them into it by kind of like putting this really playful, uh, less serious aesthetic over it. And in my feelings was really a mixture of like that kind of like video game anime uh, thing that the people on who watched Drag Race knew me for, uh, mixed in with a little bit of the rapping thing, and uh, you know, I think that it was my way of like departing the Drag Race brand and moving into more of what I want to do. Mm. I thought it would, I would, I thought it would have been smoother. In my feelings, actually, like you know, is probably my most successful project yet. Uh, but I think also it's my first project, so I can't really measure based on time. And also, like, I just came off the TV, so, like, it, I had that extra exposure. Fair enough. Any, any songs that, you, that are your favorites on um, In My Feelings? Oh, I definitely hate In My Feelings now, but I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I had such a feeling inside of me that you were going to say that. I was like, maybe they're going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, my favorite song on In My Feelings is Brujeria. Uh, but, like, to me, it's not a rap song. It's a it's a dance song. Uh, but I think I like it because it's the... I think it's the most progressive on the track. I mean, some of them were, like, really, 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 like, pandering to the drag niche. So some of them are really, like, in my opinion, sound extremely, like, you know, kind of, like, niche drag music. Mm. I think Brujeria and Finish Her were a little more, a little more out of that, that, uh, that genre. So, um, yeah, those are the ones that I like the most. Cool. So you released in my feelings, you know, you're trying to bridge that gap from, you know, drag race into the artists that you, um, want to be. And on top of that, <laughs> I'm just chucking everything at you now. You're navigating through this industry as, you know, a genderqueer person of color. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, what are the struggles and challenges you face doing that? You just don't fit in anywhere. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, what I've what I've kind of faced is like, you know, being like, first of all, being a biracial person, you're obviously never you're never enough of your race for any of your races. Uh, you're mm-hmm. also like, you know, never like it's just like you're too queer to fit in with the with the hetero community, but you're too uh i'm too like i don't know my music is not queer enough to fit in with like or be appreciated by you know the ladder of the gays um i think that if you if i think about it then it sounds like kind of like shitty but like if i don't think about it it sounds better because then i'm just appreciating like you know my fans that i do have and thinking about how to move forward so uh you know, when when I think about navigating through the industry, I'm just kind of like being myself. I feel like individuality surpasses all labels. So I feel like when I feel like the main goal is to get people not to look at you as like, oh, this like gender queer, gay, queer, LGBTQ rapper, like person, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, to get people to just recognize like Aja. Mm. Mm. When, yeah. Yeah all on individuality and be and and just being your being yourself is the best way to navigate for sure yeah no that sounds amazing that does that sounds really crazy and then i suppose on on top of that um you know you've gone through the journey of self-releasing are, are you able to tell us a little bit about that i i never knew i've never heard of that term before actually how much work goes into it well it's just like imagine like everything is up to you like the cost the promotions like everything so like you know it does progressively get harder especially now that i don't really have like that drag race backing anymore it's like when i release like a project like uh for example i just released uh my last project nail in the coffin when i released it uh it just still hasn't garnered as much like attention as i would like it to have gotten and you know, we even like tried to make music videos and everything. And it's just like, you know, I don't really have the budget for that either because I have to pay for all the music videos. So it's just basically like, you know, you waste money, waste money, waste money for people to see something and like, you know, people don't see it. And then like, it, it you know, then on top of that, all the social media algorithms are just like out of control right now. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard. And then, um, you know, the thing about self-releasing is that it, you re- like you you keep all your money and you get to do everything but you also have to front your money up front and you also have to um you kind of have to pay for everything and and if you know what happens if you can't afford it it kind of gets to that point uh so like recently i've really been considering myself not just like an indie artist in a way but like i've also been considering myself like not I'm not I don't consider myself like this like well-renowned musician I, I really just do consider myself someone who's like just kind of like starting off and up and coming oh wow I like that oh no that's really really interesting but I suppose you you have um you know the the pitfalls and challenges against that you you probably have um more creative control over the direction of your music and and the music videos and exactly what message you want to put out there, right? Yes, I just wish somebody was giving me money. (laughs) (laughs) You need that money. Well, for what is worth, we will promote your uh, latest work, Nail in the Coffin, to no end, Arja. So hopefully the coins come ring, you know, ringing through the registers and what have you. Help. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, of your work, um, obviously we can't go without talking about your debut album, Box Office. Amazing album, Upster. Absolutely love that body of work, Aja. Thank you so much. Like, seriously love it. And, like, what I found when I was listening to it were, like, I felt like I got to know you um, as a person because you were really open when you were clearly writing it, you're talking about, you know, your family, your upbringing, um, your race, and are really connected with some of the songs. Was that a, a conscious decision to um, be really open in the album? 
So, you know, the reason why I called it box office anyway was that I felt like people had been only seeing me through their own narratives or the narrative of, like, television. So a box office was a chance for you to kind of come see, like, my... It's like I looked at it as a huge film about my life where I was the director, I was the narrator, like, I was the person who got to tell you my story through my eyes. And then, like, you know, I just kind of, like, put this, like, theme of, like, media and cinema over it and that's how I started naming all the tracks like after movies and like uh all those themes so like yeah I mean box office was all about me giving a ticket to my audience to come see what I'm about and who I really am and you know it was a moment of vulnerability for me and you know a lot of people took the ticket, came in and said, you know what? I want to see this again. I want to see the next episode. And a lot of people took the ticket and came in and said, I don't ever want to see this again. And I was fine with everything. I was fine with all of it. But uh, I think I think it, when it comes to queer people, I think a lot of people are not ready to understand that queer people go through like serious things and not everything. And, you know, in queer or drag culture is you know, glamorous bachelorette party, like dance for me clown. Like not everything is that. Like not everything is, oh my God, your makeup is so much better than mine. I wish I could do makeup like you. And not everything is, oh my God, I just started doing drag. Do you have tips? Like sometimes people are are doing this because, you know, they have gone through a lot. Not everything is about a TV show. Not everything is about, you know, not everything is glamorous. Sometimes... Sometimes those glamorous things you see are covering up really dirty, scratchy parts on a person. And I think that we should celebrate the glamour, but we should also celebrate and uplift the the stuff behind it. And I just think that that conversation was not ready to be had by a lot of people, especially people who watch Drag Race. They were not ready to dive into such serious concepts and such seriousness. <laughs> You know what? It's, like I say, I, can really, I, I, I think we can relate with that. You know, yeah, when, when resonates it's, with it's us. When, we're, when we're out, you know, and people are like, oh, you guys are living. Yes, what's happening? Tell us about your story. And then it's like, you don't really want to hear it. Yeah. You won't be able to handle it. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Everyone just, not many people, I suppose what you're saying, Arjo, is not many people want to or are able to see past the surface or the exterior. Mm. They, they don't, it doesn't occur to them what's, behind all that right mm. yeah i mean like some like you know that's the thing is like people people talk about like how they love drag race because they get to connect with the people but they only connect with the white drag queens because the people who watch drag race are mostly white and then you know you have these black characters and these other ethnic characters who have gone through struggles but these white viewers cannot relate to that struggle because they've never gone through that so they don't relate to it and then therefore they don't become a fan of these like queens of color and then they end up just shitting on them sometimes i mean a lot of times they do get a garner a good fan base and that's great but like it sucks when you see like it doesn't happen and how easy it is for you know a person you know a white drag queen to just garner all this huge fan base because people are relating to that person but i think it's because you know, we have to think about who Drag Race is being sold to right now. You know, Drag Race is all about the Emmys. It's all about the awards and, like, let's sell it to to the big audiences. And who are the big audiences who watch TV? It's, it's you know, like, middle upper-middle-class families from middle America who are really the consumers. And, you know, it coincidentally, like, a lot of those people have never really had huge struggles mm, yeah <laughs> do you know what we're, we're just <laughs> sat here just going wow like that's so profound. interesting <laughs> that's so profound and we like that you're looking at you like yes 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 Arjo you are so smart like you're <laughs> so amazing this is this is so interesting I ne it never occurred to me but, that that's what's that's exactly what's going on and you're but so right this is why we've always we've always connected with the um people of color on 
Drag Race. Yeah, yeah. Like that's really that, true. Struggle, like even you know the recency like Mercedes and her struggle with the religion and everything. Yeah, we were like, like yeah, you know, we're like oh, we get that. Yeah, it's it's just so it's a really interesting, really interesting, you know, no. hearing it out loud like that. That's amazing, Aja. You, <laughs> you articulated that so well. <laughs> I'm like this messy British bitch over here. Like what the fuck? <laughs> no, you know what it is. It's just like I I love to just like. I think it's another thing that people feel uncomfortable with, but I really do like to use my platform to talk about the struggles that like, you know, I go through or like that, like people in my community go through because I feel like, you know, it's like one of those things, like everybody wants to, everybody wants to glamorize the gays until it's time to actually be gay. Everybody wants to like say the N word until it's time to be black. Everybody wants to like do something until it's time to admit that, you know, a lot of these communities are being treated like garbage. You know, it's just like, I'm tired of being someone's puppet and someone's entertainment, but like not being acknowledged that I'm just, a, I'm also a human. Like, I think if we learn to humanize artists a little more, I think that we have higher quality art in the world. And I think that, you know, things will be better. I mean, I'm not saying that we can control everything because we can't, that's unrealistic, but yeah. yeah. At the same time, it just doesn't cost anything to not be a shitty person. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Oh, no. Absolutely. Now, carrying on with um, talking about you as an artist, tell um, tell us a little bit about Nail in the Coffin. What, 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 what is the EP about? Well, you know, ironically, Nail in the Coffin, uh, you know, after everything just happened this year, I was just like, you know what? It was kind of like our excuse to like, uh, with my hype man, Shiloh, uh, it was our excuse to kind of just be really angry and just like be really like what you know be not happy and not have nobody like be like why is this so angry like it was just us letting it all out but also nail in the coffin was uh, me and Shiloh putting an actual nail in the coffin of all the shit that people say about us and like all the perceptions people put on us all the expectations that we didn't ask for and you know, kind of moving into the next year, the new year with a new attitude and like being, you know, just living without qualms. Like I'm tired of walking on eggshells because somebody's going to go fucking write a fucking whole ass blog about me. I'm tired of walking on eggshells because like all the draggers fans are like going to like drag me for saying I'm a musician. They're going to invalidate my music. I'm just going to like you know, putting the nail in the coffin was really saying, I'm going to do me and I'm not going to give a fuck no more about if people want that or not. I have to just do what I want. And the people who are actually fans of Aja, not Aja's drag, not Aja on Drag Race, but the people who are fans and supporters of Aja, the person, they will understand and they will move along with. Yeah. No, I get what you, I get what you, what you say. Oh yeah. I, I, I felt, I, I liked it because, um, I felt like the sort of venom going through it and being an old school emo kid, I really appreciated that. <laughs> oh yeah, we got real we got real emo especially. I, we... I felt it. I was like, yeah, I was always an emo. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that, I felt that, I felt that all the way through that. <laughs> yeah, I I used to listen to Bring Me the Horizon. We've been there. I still listen to Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> Oh my, Aja, he's got me in to bring me the horizon. I love them. I have a bring me the horizon tattoo. I love them that much. If like, we sing along to no, a like really, no, oh, okay. I remember being a teenager, the first album coming out, trying to learn all the words to their screaming. Is, is, uh, <laughs> is, is, are people like bring me the horizon, um, bands like that, are they in, an influence for you, Aja? Um, honestly, yeah. The thing is, I'm, I'm not really a pop music person. I'm kind of like uh, a rock and rap type of person. That's kind of like what I listen to. But I also love to listen to like cultural music. I love like listening to like uh, violin, like orchestras. I love listening to like African drums. Like it to me, I have such an odd taste in music. <laughs> Sounds like our musical what? taste combined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who are we to judge? I mean, I love Bollywood, so. I love, I love rock. Oh my God. Just a like, side question. Like, too. <laughs> what kind of rock music do you like? Like, who are you into? Who have you been into? Um, I want to be nosy. <laughs> wait, like, like just music, period? Yeah, like bands. Oh, like bands. Oh, my favorite band used to be Chiodos, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I really liked Chiodos until uh, they switched out their their lead. So, 
I have a few rapid fire questions for you, Aja. I thought we'd move away from music and ask yes. you. Oh, be ready. Other, this, this <laughs> is this is. I am a real uptight sort of middle-aged suburban lady at heart. So this is me trying to be cool and funny. So <laughs> please bear with me. <laughs> I love when you do shit like this. Are you yes. ready, Aja? Yes. Okay. So your first rapid fire question is. Um, who are your top three influences? Um, in period, like in life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aside from me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> just choked. <laughs> <laughs> My three biggest influences are, wow, uh, I want to say uh, David Bowie, uh, Prince, and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Nikki fan. I love great Nikki. choices. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shag, marry, kill. Oh fuck! <laughs> Get ready for this one. Donald Trump, oh, Mike no. Pence, or Sarah Huckabee, uh, and Sarah Huckabee. Shag. I don't know who any of these people are. You don't know who they are. <laughs> I I don't know by choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay. Yeah. Shag, marry, kill. Um, I would, uh, fuck, ah, uh, fuck, <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got, it. it's just the world we live in, Aja, it's got to be done. Um, I would, I would, I would kill Mike Pence. Okay. Um, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably marry Trump just because he has the money. <laughs> uh, and also because Melania, although is like attached to like such a like, turd literally like melania <laughs> melania is also pretty crap but like melania looks good. <laughs> so that means you would shag sarah huckabee yeah i guess mm. Do you know some somewhere someone in the world is gonna take that out of context yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay you took everything you gave me and made lemonade okay <laughs> yes it did and it was gorgeous okay now british trivia I've got some, the questions on british trivia for you can you see please stop laughing i can't i can't okay aja yes. who is kim woodburn i have no idea who is who is kim woodburn <laughs> am i supposed to know this it's british trivia it's british trivia I, i'll give you a clue um, she's really famous in England, like for all the wrong reasons, I suppose. Yeah, take a guess. Who do you think Kim Woodburn is? What do you, what do you think she would be famous for? Yeah. Uh, is she, I don't know. Is she like a turf? No. A what? No, turf. No. no. Household name in Britain. Basically, she cleans people's houses and she's famous she's for She's a that. cleaner off the telly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's everything. I love yeah, it. Yeah. She's a famous cleaner. Famous cleaning people's houses. Yeah, she's famous for cleaning people's houses. And then she went into Big Brother. Yeah, she's ama- amazing. Okay, <laughs> next question. What does it mean when somebody says that they were trolleyed? <laughs> um, does it mean that, like, they got... Uh, I don't know. It sounds like either, I don't know. It sounds like a cross between somebody getting their car towed or just being like wasted. Yes. Oh, ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Wasted. Yeah. It means when, it? when you get absolutely wasted. Really? I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Or if somebody says, oh, I got absolutely blooded, that means it got wasted as well. Honestly, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. T- um, Two more on British trivia. Who is the current Prime Minister of the UK? Um, um, I didn't even know the U. I didn't even know. The, I don't even know what a Prime Minister is. I feel so uneducated right now. Uh, it's like your president. Yeah, it's our president, basically. Oh, um, I feel like we've had like five in the last five minutes, so <laughs> you might not be up to date. I. How when's the last time it changed? Um, like a month. We were on holiday, weren't we? Yeah, like oh, end, end of August. Yeah, because oh, the other one, the other one, literally started crying in front of TV and then quit. And this one wasn't even voted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're a mess. I cried and quit. 
<laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Prime Minister of the UK is currently Boris Johnson, but um, we'll see how many minutes he lasts. Yeah. Okay, um, and finally, the last question on, on British trivia is, what does the NHS stand for? The what? The NHS. It's. I'll give you a clue. It's the second largest organization in the world. You said NHS. Yeah. Um. Wait. I feel like I've heard this before. Does it have something to do with like healthcare? Yes. yes! Ding ding ding. Yes. Wait. Uh, is it the National Health Care or Health Service or some shit? Yes. Yes. yes you're right. Wait. Yes. Did I get that right? Yeah. You did. Yeah. It's our free healthcare that we love. Yeah, oh, wait. <laughs> well done. You did really well. Okay, so now these are easier questions, I suppose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are the three achievements that are that you are most proud of? Uh, the three achievements that I'm most proud of is uh, not. Uh, I'm. This is a serious one. That I'm still alive. <laughs> to uh, that I have not had a a public nervous breakdown yet and um three that um um i don't know i guess having i think it sounds weird but like one of my biggest achievements is just like having enough uh having enough will to to kind of like i don't know follow my own path and dreams i guess Oh, that's wow. really good. Yeah, marching, really good to the, yeah. marching to the beat of your own drum. Okay. And the last... Uh, oh, my. I'm so rubbish at being rapid, honestly. I'm taking <laughs> ages. Okay. Last question in my rapid fire is, rank in order of favorites. Because we love your fashion, we thought you'd ask, we'd ask you a slight fashion question. Rank in order of favorites, Burberry, Vivian Westwood, Victoria Beckham, Stella McCartney, and Alexander McQueen. So that's and five there. What was the first name you said? Burberry. Um, okay, so for me, Burberry is going to go last because I went to a Burberry store. Uh, well, I didn't go to a Burberry store, but I heard they were being very racist to Shea Coulee in the UK. Wow. Uh, no way. Yeah. And uh, number one for me will be Vivian Westwood because Vivian Westwood is just like my everything. I love tartan. I love plaid. And I love like that like 80s like sex dungeon pirate stuff she was doing like in the- <laughs> yeah. love two would be alexander mcqueen because of just the variety of silhouettes and just like unconventional fabrics and like we are you know, like you know uh mcqueen is responsible for making like gaga look so insane like especially in the beginning of her career mm-hmm. um I'm going to say Victoria Beckham third because we all love, um, which is Posh Spice, right? Yes, yes my yeah. favorite spice. Yeah. We just all love Posh Spice. Like, I mean, she wasn't my favorite Spice Girl, but she was the Spice Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, my favorites were Baby Spice and Scary Spice, but that's because I'm kind of a combination of them. But <laughs> we are from where Baby um, Scary Spice is from, right? Yeah, she's like on the road from us. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, I met her in New York once, but like at a club, and I was probably like seventeen. <laughs> no way! Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, we love. Uh, her. And who was the last one? Stella McCartney. So Stella yeah. McCartney. So go. For <laughs> Great. Well, you did phenomenal. <laughs> that was really good. I well done. You know, you might well done. Well clap for Alta. Yeah. <laughs> might as well be British now. Yeah, you're hey. an honorary Brit now. You know, you can get the NHS free healthcare. Yeah. Honestly, please, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> the rule is, if you know what it stands for, you can get free health care. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> is that a real rule? I'm coming over now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I, I want to know what the, the future holds for you, Aja. Like, yeah. you're, if I'm right, only 25. I think you've yes. achieved so much. Yeah, you know, you're breaking the boundaries. You are doing what you want as an artist. What does the future hold for you? What's next for Aja? Well, right now I'm working on a really big album project for my second album. I've been working on it for six months already. Um, Like, basically everything for this album has been done from extreme scratch. And and it's, like, going to be, like, my very personal, personal, like, more, most... uh, 
I guess, open-hearted album. It's less aggressive, and there's a lot of vulnerability in it, and it's really personal to me. Um, I've been writing it for a while already. I don't have a release date for it yet, but I have also I also kind of want to like rebrand before then and kind of like really revamp and um, you know now that like technically I've gone from like international like drag whatever to being basically like a local musician who uses my clout from Drag Race and now I just kind of want to like build up my music fan base a little more and. Uh, you know, really find out who I am as a musician. Because uh, I think that I've been scared to take this leap of just kind of like, uh, and the, you know, in, in, in the fear of losing everything else that I've worked hard for. But, I, you know, I also realize, I, I feel like I have to realize, like, you know what, you don't really know what will happen if you don't really take chances. And I'm, I've never been scared of taking a chance. And I've had everything and I've lost everything before. So me kind of like saying, you know what, if I have to start from the bottom, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's worth it. Then so be it. I have a lot of people always like, what are you doing? Like, why did you do that? Like this, that, the money, the this and the other. I mean, true tea, honestly, for the rest of the year, I have no idea how I'm going to eat or pay my rent. But, you know, that's not that people always equate fame to, to you know, being rich and to being happy. And those three things have nothing to do with each other. And, you know, what I've realized is the, the only thing that can make you happy and the only thing that can make your life good is, is contentment and appreciation and just being happy with what you have, regardless if it's what you want. And I'm very happy with what I have. And I'm very content with who I am right now. And I think that although I was touring the world and I had everything at the palm of my hands, I wasn't content and I wasn't happy because I wasn't being myself. So the future, honestly, the only way to know is to keep up with what I'm doing. The, and the future will be golden. And we will be fucking keeping up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, of, course. of course we will do, for sure. <laughs> um, I got real with y'all. Yeah, you <laughs> did. did. I'm like, I'm like... Oh, we love not it. Clutching, not clutching your pearls. Yeah, but we love it though. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, it's important. We love honest people for sure. Um, so I suppose we've covered this, but you know, um, what would be your message to LGBTQ plus people of um color, uh, especially um the reason why I ask that question is a lot of our dem- um, audience, a lot of our demographic are people who are, are living in conditions all over the world where the queer identity is being oppressed. That's a, a huge part of our demographic. What would you, be your message to those people? Um, you know, I have two different messages. It really depends on where you live because people are always like, what's your message? But like, it depends. I think if you're in a place where it's really difficult to be yourself uh, because, you know, of the fear of being hurt or killed or like, you know, persecuted, I think the best thing you can do is just take a deep breath and, you know, find a way to get out. Honestly, that sounds crazy, but sometimes like finding like finding just like a personal escape from a space that's not safe for you is the only way to really do it. And if that's not a possible thing, uh, I say you just got to like take a deep breath and realize that you'll get stronger as time goes on because, you know, you're enduring so much. And for people who are not living in those situations, I think, you know, people don't realize like in big cities, especially like where I live in New York and America, um, Pride is such a privilege, and I think that a lot of people don't realize that. So I think always just be proud of who you are because a lot, like I was just saying before, a lot of people in certain places in the world don't have that privilege to be who they are. Mm. Uh, So instead of putting other people in the community down, instead of like, you know, talking so disgustingly about other people in the queer community, being against trans people, like, you know, speak up for other people in the community and really be be a voice for people. And if you don't want to be an activist, at least have respect for yourself by being yourself and being proud of yourself. Wonderful. That's brilliant. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's fantastic. um, Thank you. That's just amazing. And um, So where where can people um, follow you if they're listening right now? Yeah. As we wrap things up. 
You can follow me on Instagram at Aja the Queen, A J A T H E K W E E N, Twitter, A J A Q U E E N, and uh, you can find me on all streaming platforms uh, under Aja, A J A, um, YouTube, Aja. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> Great. Great. And guys, yeah. Um, list, uh, you know, give Nail in the Coffin a listen for sure. Um, uh, and I hope all of our listeners enjoy it as much as we do. We absolutely love your music, Kaja. That's, bri- that's been brilliant. Actually, I do have one more question for you. <laughs> um, you're probably sick of my voice right now, but we're going to be in New York City in December. Please tell us no. that you're going to be around in Brooklyn, New York, Manhattan. No? Um, yes, I will be in New York because no. I'm taking. I'm probably taking mo- mo- like the rest of the year off. Uh, and, but I'm. I'm so I'm becoming a priest in my practice. So like for the whole year, I can't really like go out or do anything fun or do anything like crazy because I'll be sober as well. Okay. Uh, but if y'all wanted to get together and get lunch or something, I'd be done. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we're we're drinking. We're well, not drinking hardly. Yeah, we've stopped. Well, I've stopped drinking. We've stopped drinking as well. We so we've discovered like alcohol-free alcohol, (laughs) and it's so good. You know, I'm just having less and less, and you're just not drinking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll we'll holler at you when we're in New York. That's amazing. Okay. Well. Um, Aja, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been really uplifting, amazing. amazing. It's been so much fun. I hope you, I hope you had as much fun as we did. No, definitely. I enjoy talking to y'all. I'm chilling, honestly. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'm your new best friend. Call me every five minutes. <laughs> bye. Oh, bye, y'all. And that was it, guys. That was the interview with um, Aja. I hope you guys enjoyed it, liked it. How was that for you? Oh, oh, she's having... Um, my husband is having some drama. Sorry, I thought, you I, was, can I, thought I was going to sneeze and it wasn't happening. You can. Yeah, you suppressed your sneeze. I know, I did it for... I like it, I do with my emotions. I did it for the listeners. <laughs> you did it for your art. Do you know what? That was amazing. It was so good, wasn't yeah. it? Aja was... Um, so articulate and smart and articulating things so well. Do you like how patronizing I was? I was like, oh my god, Aja, you're so smart. And I love the um, why am I like that? The British trivia section. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> I'm an idiot. No, that was a lot of a, a lot of fun. Um, it's amazing as to how uh, much Brooklyn has changed. Oh yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, we've been. I would have never put it down as somewhere that was really like ghetto and mm. hood at all. Oh no, not at all. And it's changed so much. But it's it's amazing to know as to how much they've. Um, progressed and and because like with an artist i suppose it's important to continuously challenge yourself and do something new and different and something that's true to yourself i suppose and this is another part of themselves that they're exploring through their music and being an artist and that's really really exciting i suppose and i'm so proud of the fact that i didn't ask any like cliche questions like what's rupaul like oh god Mm -hmm. do you know what i wouldn't want to though that's the thing i would have got bored like i want to know about aja I don't, I don't need to know, like... What's your favourite drag queen? Yeah, like, what was it like? On, on, Are you, know? you and Valentina friends now? Uh, imagine how annoying that must get. Yeah. Like... Imagine how annoying I get. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, imagine people just probably scream, coming screaming, like, is she going to jump from there? Yeah, like... Level your pussy up. The, yeah, like, oh, meow to the pussy, I can't, can't. Uh, yeah. say that. I'm, I'm good, Miley. <laughs> why, why is this everyone who's annoying in my head have an American accent? I don't <laughs> that's know so that rude. Is. Yeah. Maybe you're the annoying one. <sighs> Maybe I should just, like, do my own accent. Anywho, I really fucking enjoy that as as a fan of Aja's music as well. And for me, I like when artists progresses as well. Mm. You know, that's really important to me. Yeah. And you know, you're bros, a music queen. Yeah, music queen, and like yeah. challenges themselves and tries different things. Yeah. And it's still remain. You can try loads of different things and still remain true to yourself. I think people forget that. It is important to change and transform from one artist to a bigger and better one thank you sir david attenborough there with some words of enlightenment uh where were we so stream everything aja does
Nail no. in the Coffin EP, stream it, box office, stream it. So, na- oh, so wait, Nail in the Coffin is the latest uh-huh. EP? It's an EP? Yeah. Okay, great. I- I've heard some of the songs from the latest one. Yeah. And they're really, really good. Nail in the Coffin, it sounds, that sounds like a really great Halloween movie title as well, doesn't it? Well, it was released in Halloween month, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Next week's Halloween. So guys, we've got a, um, a really exciting episode lined up for you guys, which I'm really excited <laughs> for because I'm a dick. Um, so that's just, that should be a lot of fun. And it will be coming out on Halloween, so you'll be getting an episode earlier. It will be spooky. And then, on that weekend, we will be in London. We're going to be in London. Celebrating my birthday will be Saturday, 2nd of November, we'll be at Club Cali. Yeah, I know a few be... people have said they're going. I wonder if we'll see anyone that we know. Yeah, it'll be a Halloween spectacular. <laughs> God, I'm proper like... I probably won't be that Halloween-y. I'm, I'm like, just going to wear all black. I'm like marketing the shit out I know. of myself right now. And, you know, thank you for Club Cali for putting us in your newsletter. Sickening. I'm really looking forward to it because I've wanted to go to Club Carly, uh, you know, one of those nights for literally uh, like years, like yeah. at least five or six years. And I've never, ever done it. So I'm really glad that... We're finally doing it. Because so it should be really good. I've heard like, great stuff mm, about it. We've done like Sati and stuff, haven't we? Yeah, which a, has been a, amazing. You know, a lot of times. So this would be something interesting in you. I love the drag queen Mujras that happen. <laughs> They're so much fun. I should be up at that stage. And also, at Club Carly, they have um, Bollywood classes or something that they do beforehand. It's Bolly, Bolly Pop or something. Yeah, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to doing that. I so that's wait. why we're, we're going to turn... Yeah, we should get there at 10. We're going to turn it out. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be there. So, yeah, um, I think we can wrap things up now, babe. You don't love me. Well, you should follow us on Instagram at you don't love me underscore podcast. You should tweet along with hashtag YDLM podcast and follow us on Twitter at you don't at YDLM underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. And you should leave leave us a five star review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Thank you. You can also like us on Facebook and you can also DM us and email us and send us more fan art, nudes and anything you want. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, Aja. Bye. 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 Goodbye.